his thoughts on downtown Battle Mountain too. I was more interested in showing off than writing a coherent song. Oh, but he made coherent songs. Should I do it again? Go yeah. for it. All right. All right. <laughs> Let me mute. Welcome. This is podcast. We're here with Dallas Taylor of uh, Mailing the Sons of Disaster, formerly Under Oath. How are you doing, Dallas? Good. Thanks for having me on. This is, uh, yeah, it's good to be on the podcast. Hey, we're so happy to have you, man. I'm so glad we finally uh, got this down. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It was a little bit of, I'm glad we finally caught up. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I guess, has any has anything eventful happened to you, I guess, in the last couple of weeks you've been trying to schedule this? Um, just, you know, uh, uh, like, um, you know, getting things kind of ready for uh, the band We'll be playing a festival. Furnace uh, Fest, uh, dude. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And then also uh, working on uh, some film stuff with my uh, buddy Scott Hansen. So, yeah, always trying to keep busy uh, and not sit and stare at the walls too long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't go stir crazy, you know. It's like sitting alone, trying to think. You and you got lots of ideas in your head. You want to express them, and with all these festivals and shows coming up for you guys, I'm sure you got a lot of energy inside you that you want to just share with everybody. For sure, yeah. And I've learned patience. Like mm-hmm. I never knew I could know. Like because when oh, you no. do sit and lay in a bed or you sit and stare at walls, you realize like how impatient I was before my accident and like, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a sucky thing to learn, but it's a, I'm, I'm thankful that I've finally learned uh, a good bit of patience. I think the world around us has also had to learn to be a little patient. What with pandemic happening and kind of just slowing all of us down and kind of just giving us a chance to be a little more retrospective and look inside, you know? You're exactly right. Like when it first happened, well, that's when I like decided I quit a bunch of meds because I was like, you know, when it first happened, I was like, you know, I have, I can do it now. But it's funny because when everything started coming back, it was like, dang, I'm like, because I started getting better, so it was like, it felt like I'm like coming back with everybody else. So I'm like, oh, I'm not too far behind now because the pain, you know, like. <laughs> And then it, at first it felt like, you know, like everybody's kind of getting to see a little bit what I've been like for, I guess, then three, three or four years, you know, of just not being able to leave and just being. So I'm like, this is normal for me. It didn't feel uh, too crazy at all because that's had been my life for so many years of uh, healing. So, yeah, it, it it's, uh, yeah, you're right with that. Hell yeah, dude. 
So um, before we like hop into this interview and start prodding you with like invasive questions about your awesome historic career, uh, we have to do a little bit of ad space. Uh, talk about bands, upcoming artists and uh, great technicians and workers and production that just we're so excited to jump on this opportunity to have us like kind of like talk to you about like the people that kind of like help us keep our distributor paid and like kind of keep the lights on at the podcast. So we'll get oh, yeah. into that. Also, August is here with us too before we get too oh, yeah. far. Say that. Yeah. August, August is a, a, a true and steady hand. Like he used to run the, I mean, August, you tell, tell him about yourself and your nice little podcast that you, you, you're, and, you're still. And he's a big mailing fan too. Oh, yeah. So I've heard. I said it, man. Uh, well, I started a podcast a couple of years ago. I haven't done an episode in a while just just life's been real busy for me uh and i was the only one kind of doing everything but it's called the i playlist and basically what i did was i wanted to know uh musical influences of like all my favorite artists basically so uh i would just we would just kind of walk step by step through uh like when they first started listening to music you know what their parents listened to uh what they listened to in high school uh, pretty much all the way up to what they listen to now. And we would make a Spotify playlist together. And That's I would, awesome. Yeah, I would release the playlist and the episode at the same time. Hell yeah. Uh, That's really cool. I yeah, was, a guest, and, and say, I was yeah. a guest on this podcast. Yeah, I think, yeah it, was a, it's a, it was a really fun experience. I, I kind of wish it lasted longer because it was so much fun. Like I had a lot of fun talking music with our boy August here. And there's one <laughs> other reason I think August was able to get entry into this interview. August, do you want to share that little bit of information with uh, Dallas? Uh, about my, my kids? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Tell them about your uh, kid. Uh, so... I, like I said, man, I'm I'm probably one of your biggest fans. Uh, you've helped me oh, out a lot so much. Yeah, man. My my whole life, man. Just like I said, the last 17 years, uh, I've been following everything you've did, and uh, I actually have two children named after you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, my first child, uh, he was a stillborn. We lost him, but his name was uh, oh. Dallas. His name was Dallas James Ray. And I'm then, so sorry. Uh, Oh man, things in life happen, you know. You just yeah. You know, I'm so uh, sorry, still I can't imagine. It happens, man. You know. Uh, and then my second son, he's eight years old now, and his name is Connor Everett. And Everett, after the uh, two-piece side project yeah, that you did, and that's my, that's so my, beautiful. <laughs> that's my dad's name, and that's actually my brother. My brother's a junior, so. Oh, really? That's that, awesome. was, yeah. that, that was the name of a, the piano that we would play yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> because my dad's name is Everett. And my brother's Everett, Everett uh, Jr. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, just met up with a friend tonight. I, I don't get to see him uh, often anymore. He lives in Dallas, like two hours away from me. And uh, since I'm here on business, we got to hang out tonight. And in uh, like, I think I was like a junior in high school. We actually, we actually used to scream uh, your part, like uh, the under oath, what's on, a message to Adrian. We actually used to scream that together in the car. <laughs> That's awesome. That's going back. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking to you, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan. So, and I'm glad you're here. Thanks you're, for having you're, me on, yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, that's that's really cool. I, you know, that's what life's all about is um, to influence others and be influenced by others, you know, and yeah, you know absolutely. that we can do that. We can do that in bad ways as humans, but we can also do it in amazing ways. And I think that's what life's all about, you know, is um, impacting people's lives and having people impact our lives. And it's kind of like this awesome cycle if we, you know, um, are, you know, striving for, you know, as dumb as it sounds, I was talking to my friend, and someone tonight about, you know, it's like love. If we all just strive for love and just caring for others, you know, it's it's cheesy as that sounds. It's that's how basic it is for absolutely. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. That's that's you, you can't say it any better than that, you know? No. Absolutely. It's so, already enough uh, bad in this world, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's conjure some good right now. And we'll get yeah, into this space. And we'll we'll start this interview because I I have I'm sure everybody here has a lot of questions for you. So uh, first things first, let me just uh, shout out uh, local band Smokeout. They had me on their show yesterday. I got to promote this little episode on that Twitch stream and tons of my clients and just tons of awesome stuff. I had my services put on sale on a silent auction. Uh, Crash Army just released a song called Edward Scissorhand and they won. They paid for my, I'm the first person on the silent auction to have something bought, paid for in full. So that money goes to help BG, like they, it goes to a good charity. It also helps them like kind of like set up their own little music festival. They're trying to play out here in the Inland Empire. So good luck to them. Awesome. Congratulations, Crash Army, for buying that. I will definitely do everything in my power to help you. And uh, Dallas, if you, I mean, do you like post-punk like music, like kind of like 80s vibes, kind of like uh, Joy Division, stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Um, completely. I, I'm a huge uh, 80s fan. Crash Army definitely has those kind of vibes. I, I can definitely like make a little playlist of the bands that we talk about here today, send it over to you, you know, maybe you check it out. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. Hell yeah. That sounds awesome. So th thank you, Crash Army, for bidding. Thank you for paying. Thank you for making me feel cool that somebody wants my promotional services that bad <laughs> and wants to like be part of like the Demo Team podcast and helped out. Uh, I did say whoever bought it outright would get an interview on the Demo Team podcast. So we'll definitely try to get you in June, July. We have a big stack list of people we're trying to schedule. I apologize if that's a little far out, but Hey, it's a long list and everybody wants to get on here. We got cool guys like Dallas Taylor coming on here. So sometimes we just got to, it's a line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all here together. So let's just get, let's just go through these. Uh, some of these I've talked about in previous episodes. I'll try to just keep it uniform, brief. That way everybody can just hear the band name, go check them out, follow them on Instagram, Look them up on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music, whether it be Amazon, Deezer, YouTube. Just, like, look them up. Check them out. Please. Please. I'm begging you. I'm just kidding. Napster. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Napster, yeah. LimeWire is, is hiring still, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. AOL Music. List, put your away message on AIM, AOL Instant Messenger, and make it one of these bands that I mentioned. 
which would be uh, Little Geronimo. We have uh, Ross Rocco. He just released a brand new song. Um, Black Orchid. Uh, you may, you guys may know Jacob. He does music with Haigeki. They got new music out. Awesome stuff. Uh, Nick's Kiss. He's on tour right now. He's going to be playing So What? So go check him out. He's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm going to mention Little Geronimo a bunch because I love Little Geronimo. They just got signed Little by Spirit Geronimo's Vision dope. Records. Yeah, Little Geronimo is dope. They just got signed Geronimo. by Spirit Vision Records, who, which is owned by Ben Rosette, who is in Strawberry Girls. Really awesome sign. I'm really happy. These guys have been supporting me a long time. Always love Little Geronimo. Uh, shout out Aaron Harrell. He's been like name dropped like I think the last four episodes in a row. Like he keeps he likes this ad space. He keeps uh, getting cool features. He's got songs coming out with Thomas Eric in the future. He just dropped a song with Q Q E W, which uh, is the former singer of a marionette. Like go check we just him out. Dropped an interview with him last week. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Quinn White, if you're not familiar with a marionette, marionette's really dope. Quinn White's really awesome, really talented singer. Uh, Sky Drifter, that's S-K-Y-D-R-F-T-R. There's no syllable, uh, no vowels. So, But they're a really awesome band from Nevada. They're going to be playing on local band Smokeouts Festival. So, I mean, hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, if you're from Florida, maybe you've heard of Royal Hearts. I mean, uh, Dallas, you're familiar with Florida, right? I'm... Um six generation Floridians so yeah about as, <laughs> about as familiar as it gets I mean Little Geronimo and Royal Hearts are from Florida I'm, I'm sure they would be honored if like they, they were mentioned in the same in the same room as you let alone the same uh, Zoom chat room what, uh, <laughs> what parts do you know um, or what um, are they Sorry. Orlando like well, I feel like all, all of our Florida people are Orlando I believe um one of them's Fort Lauderdale, I believe, and uh, Fudge. I can actually look this up. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being way too lazy right now. I can definitely look this up. For <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah, like it's a, uh, it's funny because in the uh, central Florida, in the middle is like as country as it gets. It seems Jacksonville. Then when you get like on like, and you go the mall. Jacksonville's got some country. Like, uh, they <laughs> they got some crazies. Uh, yeah, Duval County, man. There's some <laughs> wild people. Some wild Floridians. I, I think, hey, Dallas, what do you make of Florida man? Like, why do you, you are you aware of how, like, often Florida man appears in the headlines? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is that, it's that kind of crazy. Uh, and all that stuff's like, uh, yeah, that's just normal. I, I think. Well, it's the coast that get the craziest. I think it's people that yeah. come and they don't leave and they just keep drinking and getting like leather skin and they just freaking <laughs> fry their brains and they're freaking all out. And it's the best. Uh, like an angry rapper. Yeah, we have those in Texas <laughs> too. <laughs> we have some uh, of them in uh, IE, Inland Empire, myself. And I believe Royal Hearts is from Sunrise, Florida. I wonder where that's at. Uh, it sounds <laughs> like Orlando or I don't know. That's awesome. Oh, it sounds nice. Florida sounds nice based on this whole <laughs> conversation we've been having. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I live not far from uh, the Silver River. So, like, we were on that. Like, my dad, I mean, yeah. took a boat out and, like, gators, wild monkeys, like, uh, 
that uh, <laughs> cat loose. Like, it's all kinds of crazy. Yeah, it's part of it's got it all. Wild <laughs> man, that's, that's, that's scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty wild when they come up and uh, so much of monkeys roll up on you, bro. Like that's like the most frightening thing I can think of because monkeys don't care. <laughs> like they'll rip off like a whole strip of your hair and. Just like run were away. They, were they like monkeys yeah. that got out of people's like they were like pets and they got out and they started living there or something? Or no, they were there always monkeys there's, there? There's two different stories, but the main story is that people uh, that I've heard is they filmed Tarzan. Uh it's like 40 minutes from my house there, and the monkeys escaped this. <laughs> now there's another story is that there was like a Silver Springs, they had like a wildlife, like it was like an amusement park kind. And they had a thing called Monkey Island, is the other story. And they didn't realize that the monkeys could swim. They just didn't think about it. And they <laughs> swam. And now there's like, I mean, you sometimes you don't see them. And then a few times ago, like probably about five months ago, um, we were, I was on, and I, there was about 20 of them, like, within five feet of me like on shore and it was crazy like uh so it's pretty cool uh, yeah florida's uh yeah there's a there's a lot of cool cool things like you know like uh there's a place right near me called devil's den which is like one of the most prettiest places like in the world almost it's like a it's crazy it's like just clear water so and it's like a diving spot but yeah florida's Florida's as crazy as you hear it, um, and all the headlines. Yeah, there it is definitely that crazy in parts. No, dude, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to continue on with our ad space, we have uh, Phil Warren who uh, works for uh, CMC Guitar Effects. <laughs> he uh, developed the Tom Manipulator pedal for uh, Thomas Arak of the Fall of Troy, who. We just dropped that episode today to celebrate having Dallas Taylor on. We wanted to try to get as much momentum as we could for this episode because, you know, the fall of Troy, Maylene, the Sons of Disaster, like, I don't know. That sounds like a super cool future tour. Like, if I could speak that into existence. But, I mean, I'm sure you guys have crossed paths on the road, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's been, uh, gosh, many years. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely... Uh... I think we played some fest together, and uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, play, play, I don't. I don't know if we've ever toured together, but I know mm-hmm. I think we've done like um, some festival tours or things like that, um, like war tour together. or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, hell yeah, man! But uh, definitely check out CMC Guitars and Effects. Like great pedals, they do great work. If you need repairs on your guitars, pedals, definitely hit up Phil Warren find them on facebook definitely check out cmc guitars and effects uh moving along through my other ad space let's see who else do i go i got discord theory like those guys just jumped on this opportunity really like those guys really awesome check out their music go check them out on instagram discord theory i mean you know what discord is everyone uses discord so if you're busy you ryan you do not use discord I have it on my phone. You guys still haven't sent me a link. I, I, I've sent it to you like five times. You never Where? joined. Where? Where did you send it to me? In the group message. I'm going to be honest. I try not to use this coin. 
I'm going to give you my Discord app profile because I have not seen these like invites. Because okay. I would just be in do there. it later after we're done with this. Okay, I think that's what happens every time we talk about. This. <laughs> I always send you the link. You ignore and, it, and then you go, "No, how come no one's invited me to the Discord?" I'm like, "I send you the link." <laughs> and then this happens all over again. But yeah, uh, yeah, every time. But definitely, guys, uh, check out "Through Eyes of Lions." That's Adam Mason, great vocalist of the Fallen. Just re- released a new track called "Lamentations." Great stuff. Uh, if you're more into that heavy deathcore type stuff from Texas. Just like our guy Cash over here uh, of the Fallen's definitely dope. Wayne Ortiz, great guy to know if you're like in the music marketing industry. If you guys want help, like getting something done, definitely hit up Wayne Ortiz. Uh, definitely check out uh, Yuri Greystone. That's he does Hammer and Gilded Wings on tilt on Twitch. Sorry about that, but uh, yeah, Yuri's good people. He works hella fast. I'm trying to get the rest of these vocals for a dance game and dance cover out for him. I did some last night. I got to send him another take tonight. A little more polished, a little more clean. Let's see. Uh, definitely check out Wisdom and Fools and Parasite. Those are the homies from Los Angeles. I definitely love John and Phil. Great bands, Parasite and Wisdom and Fools. Definitely check out Hostile Array. Those dudes are doing great things. They played a Blue Ridge Festival last year. I think they're trying to get on again this year. So Blue Ridge looks like a really cool festival. Like I think that's like a really is good that, place. Blue is Ridge, it in Virginia, or yeah, that's in Virginia. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah. I know it's um yeah Blue Ridge Mountains yeah yeah they had uh yeah they contacted uh, me but uh, maybe we didn't this year but um uh, maybe they might see us next year yeah but they're 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 cool people oh yeah man like you know I I'm appreciative of anybody that wants to throw on a big festival that puts a lot of our favorite bands together like Furnace Fest. There's a lot of since COVID, like there's a lot of crazy fests that would have never happened. Like the only time they would have happened to me would be like in Australia or somewhere, you know. Oh, yeah. um, Someone with a big and, wallet that has a big yeah, fan. Are <laughs> are just how they bring so many different artists together. You know, there used to be bamboozle and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. There's like all these crazy festivals um, happening now with so many different artists and. And the crowds are, you know, I think people want to see live yeah. music. So the, yeah. the crowds have been enormous. And I, I've been, it makes me so excited for, you know, my friends that are in bands or just, you know, just so, seeing uh, how much people are embracing, you know, getting out and connecting yeah. music. Yeah. Like, that's a good feeling, brother. And just to like be able to hear those people singing your songs back at you is going to be a great feeling. I already can, I can already know that. I'm excited for you because that's going to be super dope, dude. I'm super stoked. So um, our next one I would bring up will be the Technicolor Nightmare. That's Waylon Whitson that uh, requested this, but he wanted me to illustrate that he's a huge fan of yours, Dallas. He's a big fan of Malian and Sons of Disaster, Under Oath, like pretty much... I think he even mentioned the new tragic. Like he's kind of like anything you've been associated with in any regard or form. Like Waylon of the Technicolor <laughs> Nightmare wanted to make sure that you knew he was a big fan, and he's very That's happy awesome. to get back. Thank yeah. you so much. That's I keep you know. I, I wish you the best success. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's you a cool. That's a cool name too. 
Yeah. Technicolor nightmare, man. I, I, I've, I've had a couple of those myself, you know, a couple of technicolor <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> Earlier, Judge, real fast, when you said uh, that band limit, uh, the song Limitations, I uh, thought lemon. you were saying, I thought you were saying Lemonations, like Temptation. It was almost like some kind of like fruit risque kind of thing. I don't know <laughs> what was going on. So I was like, you're like this heavy death, this heavy metal band. They got this song called Lamentations, and I was like, dang, well, the back it up. And then I realized you were saying limitations. So <laughs> of the fallen, you need to name your next song Lamentations for Dallas. Yeah. Dallas of the fallen <laughs> of Texas. Please name your song Lamentations instead of Lament. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, moving along, uh, Xavier of He Films the Clouds, awesome dude, great singer, screamer of He Films the Clouds. Those guys are from uh, Palm Desert, High Desert, Desert Springs, Palm Springs, that that desert out in the middle of nowhere with the spiky trees that you two likes to walk around in the desert filming music videos. Anyway, He Films the Clouds, really dope. Go check them out. Um, Aaron Mitchell is a great producer at AR Studios, and he's also the awesome person of An Awful Mess. Great band. Definitely check them out. They've got a brand new cover out right now that you should go check out. I'm not even going to reveal to you what cover it is. I want you to be surprised when you go to their page, check out their new song. You listen to that cover. It's going to be really dope. Anyway, moving along, Dylan Ballard, he, uh, the nice, awesome man of Livid Noises. They got great stuff. Go check them out. Uh, the homie Connor Elms. I have to shout out Seasons Worn. Great band. They're just starting out. They got cool Final Fantasy references in their song. You can't beat that. Uh, Dakota Jackson of Atria. Atria. I mean, I, I fuck this up every time. Like those names. Atria? Atria. I think that's it. I think <laughs> every episode, I'm just going to mispronounce their name, but <laughs> definitely <laughs> check them out. Please, for the love of God, they're going to beat me. But uh, Check out Ar- Arteria, Arteria, <laughs> Artillery, are you? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure pronounced correctly. It's an awesome name. <laughs> I don't know what. It is. I think it was cool great. all the ways you said it. <laughs> so, I think bad. that's always good, though. If people mispronounce your band name, it makes them think about your band name a little longer. You know what I mean? I think it's part of the. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, moving right along, I got a couple more of these. We're almost finished. Don't worry, gentlemen. We're almost done. We're getting through to the other side. Anyway, uh, Teebs of Out of Service. He, we're going to have these dudes on the podcast. They just had Emery and John Nolan of Taking Back Sunday and uh, Stray Light Run like feature on two of their like latest tracks. You can't beat that. Awesome. Emery and T- Taking Back Sunday, Straight Light Run, those are the bands, bro. And this band, Out of Service, has those features. So go check them out. I, I mean, you a fan of Taking Back Sunday and uh, Straight Light Run or Emery over there, uh, Dallas? Yeah, I'm uh, friends with those, uh, with uh, Taking Back Sunday uh, and uh, Emery for sure. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. We go back to I get I think we all kind of started around uh, yeah especially I would, I, I would agree with take, that take him next Sunday and was kind of coming up when we were they were a little ahead of us but yeah I love that band and uh, heck yeah and, dude uh, yeah good dudes awesome man 
Also, show, uh, shout out uh, Batting Cages, which I think is just a really cool name for a band because I always liked going to the Batting Cages as a kid, but I was kind of scared that the ball would hit me. So, like, I think that's a good name for a band, Batting Cages. Like, I'm, maybe I want to go inside the cage. Maybe I don't want to get hit by a ball. I mean, maybe it's not- cages for bats. Maybe. Batting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like that better. It's <laughs> a better, <laughs> better way to advertise, I think um shout out in the background um they were on our uh they were a little featured on our fall of troy episode because they're opening for that upcoming tour the fall of troy hell the sun see you space cowboy they're trying to get on that swan fest they got a petition go check it out maybe a little sign that like on saturday yeah i don't i don't know if this petition's gonna work (laughs) 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 they tried yeah i mean that effort uh, that that counts for something man trying like even if you don't succeed like the fact that you put the effort forth and you like you're trying to show like people in charge that people give a fuck and want because i think they got the signatures they needed like you know to make it like a little bit of a bigger deal so I like, who was it they can do they can do like i think it was May Day parade that would set up outside of warp tour every day and play to the people waiting to get in i'm pretty sure it was them and that's yeah. kind of how they that's how they got known is like they played to the people waiting they had generated or whatever and they set up in the parking lot and they killed it before people could even get into uh don't quote me on that but i'm almost positive yeah it was mayday parade and if i'm, I'm right sure that's, uh, those guys are from tallahassee I'm, if i'm right pretty I mean, sure that's I, how paramore got started as well yeah that's how, how you do it you gotta have yeah, that initiative that's that drive that's ambition. Yeah. Like you want to get noticed, you want people to listen. You got to make them listen. Sometimes, I mean, force them to listen. They're they're standing in line. You know, they can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so you pretty much got them hook line thinker. <laughs> and, like. and they got the last laugh because they played the last warp tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw I saw them at the last warp tour. So <laughs> okay, it's I think awesome. I got I got like a couple more left. We got Castell. Awesome band. We had fun mispronouncing that one last episode. But definitely go check out their tunes. Go follow them on Instagram. Go look them up on YouTube. Castell. That's C-A-S-T-E-L-E. I think I said it right this time. Uh, definitely check out Alucius. I believe uh, Grant is in Alucius, isn't he? Is it Grant? Am I wrong? No, it is Mark. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, no, I was like, that bro, that's that's like half the fun of this. I know, I don't. There's a Jack, and I know there's a. I think there's another dude. It's so hard to keep track of band dudes. They're also like handsome, and they're just in my inbox, and it's just like, how do I juggle all these bands and all these names? And I, I, I guess I just give them ad space and say Alucius correctly. I mean, that's that's and, half the battle, right? And Mark comes on here every now and well, I guess he's only come on once, but he's. One of the ox guys. Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark's definitely helped us out a lot. I, I, yeah. I, just, I mean, it's probably it's embarrassing for me because I really like. I mean, I can put names to faces and stuff, but like, I don't know half you people. I just know you from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I kind of I get a get out of free jail card because of the brain injury. Like, I don't <laughs> remember knowing. So it's like even people that I did know, like they'll be like. I'm like, hey, it's nice. And they're like, you know that you were, we were, I, I've had that happen where like, you were my friend before your act. And I was like, 
oh, I am so sorry. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I have that get out of free jail card. I when I when I forget now. I'm I'm gonna uh I might borrow that one time. I'll be like, I know Dallas and um I was busy thinking about Dallas in this time right now, and maybe you should just forgive me for mispronouncing your bad name this one time because Dallas is such a friendly man, and I was just thinking of him. That's that's a good get out of jail free card, I think, for mispronouncing a bad name. I just get on a foiler and run it into a metal sign and uh, screw your brain up, and then it's uh, it'll be okay when you forget stuff. No, I don't wish that on anybody. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> I can't I'm drive I'm that great, but I can wreck a four-wheeler like a fucking professional. So yeah. Hey man, I I I I mean, I I like the idea that metal is a music, and I like music when it's like heavy. So this final ad space band, great transition. Anyway, uh, I just joined this band, actually. It's called the Angel Like Expression, but they were my clients. But I guess I'm, since now I, like, I'm in the band, I guess I can't charge them anymore because, I mean, how are you going to charge your own band to advertise? But uh, the Angel Like Expression... It's just circular at that point, right? Right. It's like a circle jerk. You know, you can only... You can only you, you got to have some lotion in your hand. It can't be all dry all the time. Anyway. Double dipping. You're, dang. <laughs> you're in the band and you're making them pay you money. Dang, it's freaking... <laughs> I think that's too, that's like a pimp, and like I don't know if I can do that. But the angel like expression on a new ship, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, James Brown used to charge his bandmates whenever they uh, screwed up twenty dollars. That was twenty dollars really? in like the seventies and sixties. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but the angel like expression, we have a new song coming out. You're the bridge between my breakdowns, featuring Joey Holiday. Our most frequented guest on this show is and you are be- sec are also most frequent guest. <laughs> I'm co-host. I can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that pretty much does it for us on that. That is the whole shrimp squid productions crew. Those are my homies. Those are the people that help us keep this ship going. And they keep uh like us like not like starving to death. So I appreciate keep us all regular. Yeah, you keep us regular. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. buy our Metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I think that pretty much brings us finally to getting to the point, which is Dallas Taylor, we got you here today, brother. And we want to talk about you. We want to ask you, like, how did it all, like, you know, to the best of your ability, how did it all start? Like, what did what created your fascination with music? Um. I guess that would be like, I grew up like, I don't know, my dad was like, I was raised like Southern Baptist, so my dad was like the music leader, but he also played trumpet, and I, um, my brother played music, and then um, my mom got us piano lessons, which um, the piano is like still here uh, in the room I'm in right now, but uh, so I took piano lessons, and then my brother showed me like it's crazy heavy music when I was like young and like I was just like kind of freaked I was like what is this and then I started just uh, he 
taught me how to play bass. So, you know, like, hey, I think my first song was Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. And then um, I kind of kept on with it. And when I was like 15, I think I pulled a piece of paper down. It's like adult music stores used to like uh, pen like band tryouts. And I tried out for a band. I don't even know what Hollow Mom, she drove me. And these people, like these two dudes, like I got in the front seat and the guy got in the back. I thought they were going to muck me in the north because they were older. And I went to their house, tried out, and they said, I have the job. So I, was, I think I was at 14. But at 15, I was like playing a good bit and like playing like even out of state. And then uh, started a heavy band with my friend and it was really bad. I think I was, I think I was 14 then. But it was just real bad. And the alternative band I was doing kind of was get, getting momentum. And that heavier band, uh, the book was quit and I used to write the lyrics. So uh, our guitar player was like, well, you're just going to start doing vocals. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to. And he's like, well, uh, you got to do them too bad. So that's uh, how Andros started. Uh was from... Uh, yeah, that band when I was 14. Uh, oh, wow. And, so um, casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we hey, just, we're uh, starting under us. We're going to start the most influential, like, core band of, the <laughs> like, the 20th century. Let's just go do that real quick. And you just got to kind of just do vocals, bro. All right, I guess. <laughs> I think our band before that was called, like, Withdraw or something. And, yeah, it was it was bad. But, uh, um. And, uh, yeah, and he moved down. He was staying up here in Ocala, and he moved down to back down to St. Peter's. And he lived because he was up here. I think he got in some trouble or whatever. I don't know. Um, but so when he moved down to St. Pete, his sister was dating um, my friend Kelly, who was in actually under oath for a while, and he leaned with me, and he played further and since forever, and, um, other bands but uh we kind of introduced and i was like younger seeing all these guys and i got like, oh, you know both are freaking amazing like the, uh, and that kind of how it started like um octavio that played in under oath he was in one of those bands uh when i was younger so yeah i was i would take a lot of trips to st pete which is like two hours and my parents would drive me down there and I started going to shows and yeah, it was, it's crazy. Like uh, 15 years old, I guess I'd seen like this band Strong Arm and Shia Lude, which I, I grew to love Shia Lude. And it's funny because Chad that plays the Newfound Glory was singing for Shia Lude at the time, but I think he was 15 years old. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, we all kind of, it's all kind of started. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah dude. Like, yeah, and now you're here and you're still fucking kicking ass and taking names. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, just like hearing that and like seeing how far you've come and the fact you're still here, you're still kicking ass. Like, that's awesome, dude. And like, I think there was some video circulating, like you guys like filming some stuff, maybe for some new things on the horizon. And just seeing you rock out, man, like it's, it is a good feeling because I followed, I followed, you know, your little accident. Like, I remember when that first happened and just like, emotional like thump 
to the chest. You know, like it felt like a steel bar hitting me in the chest, just like of yeah. like hurt for you, dude. Like it sucks to like to know you had to go through that. And like the fact of the matter is, is like I hear lots of stories about band dudes. I've never heard a bad story about you, dude. Like you've always been hella wholesome, hella kind. I've met you before at a 2007, I want to say, mailing show at uh, what's that place called? And uh, the Boardwalk in Sacramento. And you guys oh, were playing, heck yeah, dude. The Boardwalk, yes, hell yeah. Rest in peace, Boardwalk. But yeah, like I remember seeing you there, and like I, I, you know, I was just astonished because you're just kind of like hulky man and you walk by and like i always tell this story i i've told it like maybe like once or twice on here maybe i've always told my friends and stuff but like i i i had to say something because you're walking by so i was like hi dallas and like you know my voice cracked and everything and you're just like hey man how's it going and you like gave me like a hearty slap <laughs> on my shoulder that felt like a bear paw just like like it was hard <laughs> But it was friendly at the same time. Like it was the most hard. You put like the like the power of like God inside me or something. I just firmly grasped it. Yeah, it was burning. It was like getting like it was like getting like touched by the brawny man or something. It's just like it made me feel like great. Like it instilled me with some confidence. But that's just like it's a fond memory for me, bro. Like you are awesome. I just want you to know that. Oh, thank you. There's um, there was the sound guy at the boardwalk who was like. He was the famous sound guy because he was so particular and he would freak out and like he was had to get it perfect. And then when you would play, he would just like get so into it. I can't remember his name. I, I knew his name. He's been he's been mentioned a few times. We've had Kurt Travis. Yeah. We've had lots of Sacramento locals mentioned the famous. He likes to tease people like it's the golden boy. Like we've had, we've, we've heard many a story. Like I used to live out in Sacramento and I, it's like Louie or some shit like that. I can't recall the name, but yeah, like we've mentioned this dude and yeah, I don't know if he, like Boardwalk's not around no more. So unfortunately, yeah, we don't know the condition of that, but yeah, it's good memories, man. Like I, I'm happy that you're part of my Boardwalk memories. Cause like I saw a lot of bands back then from dance, Gavin dance, the Skylar drive, Drop Dead Gorgeous, Alasana, Pierce the Veil, uh, Day to Remember, Chiodos. Like, I saw a lot of the bands that I still listen to to this day just because that sound guy made all you guys sound amazing at that boardwalk. Yeah, so many tours that we did went through there. Um, yeah, it's crazy uh, how many times I've played that venue, but it's, yeah, it's really, that's cool. Hell yeah, dude. So, um, with you joining like under like you know you guys starting out so like do you recall like the kind of like beginning stages like before like acts of depression came out because that was 1999 before like post-hardcore kind of had a direction i think like refuse came out with like you know the new the new sound of punk or whatever but like it, it didn't really have like the used or my chemical romance or afi kind of being like those like people that kind of like shaped the mainstream version of it you guys were still kind of like heavy black metal type like you know yeah it's funny that you meant i mean i think we took mike and Bromance on their first uh headline i mean their first u.s tour uh under oath did um <laughs> and it, it was cool yeah we actually did and stayed the night uh with the keith from every time i died at his house and just 
Uh, it was such the music scene is so small and it's like tight knit. But um, yeah, um, when we first started out, uh, it was hard. I mean, we didn't. It didn't come easily. We had to. I mean, work and work and work. And I think even when we first started out, all the people from St. Pete that we knew that were in bands that we liked kind of took us as like, okay, yeah, like not serious. But we were just like so headstrong, you know, like um, Corey uh, Steger, my buddy, he passed last year. Um, but uh, he used to live an hour north of me. And so he would drive to Ocala and I mean, every weekend, it was almost like a three-hour drive. And we'd play any show we could get on, and we'd play anywhere down south. And we just worked our butts off and, like, uh, and just kept at it. And, you know, Aaron was 14. And, uh, and yeah, we got offered, a, I think, I was, yeah, I was 17. And, and we got offered a tour because another band couldn't do it. And that's kind of, we did that first little run. And that's how we got signed on that, on that tour. We got signed and kind of just kept going from there and <laughs> never looked back. And, and, and now they are the, you know, awesome band that they are today. I'm, I'm proud of those guys. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of bands like, I mean, I'm sure there was, but uh, not mainstream like like Under Oath went. Uh, but like '99, the Black Metal era, Active Depression, Cries of the Past. Uh, there wasn't. I mean, I can name like three, maybe like Zayo, Living Sacrifice, doing it before '99. Uh, but like, what were some of y'all's influences at, at around that time, man? Um, well, like being from Florida, you know, it's like the, it was the death metal capital. So. Um... <laughs> You know, Cannibal Corpse, Morbid Angel, Deicide, Obituary, uh, uh, Death, all those bands uh, came from um, Florida. But um, uh, I guess I was big in, I was a big hardcore kid. I like metal too, but um, uh, so, you know, I don't, all out, all out war, um, even back, Earth Crisis back then. Um, yeah. Uh, and then you know metal but I was also like my brother when I was a kid uh, let me hear Neurosis Enemy the Sun record and that record was like that's still like one of my favorite change you know I was like this is crazy you know my brother let me hear DSI when I was 10 or 12 or whatever um, but um, but yeah we uh, we all listen to kind of different stuff and you know as the the guys started you know that's what happens in a lot of times bands is it goes from fun to like this is a job now like we're really doing this and a lot of you know guys are like our girls that are in band or like i didn't sign up for like this crazy you know like giving it my all and always <laughs> being gone around so you know you go through members or whatever and so um as that happened i with each new person that would come on, you know, your, your style always changes a little. And, uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. I used to be big into, you know, just hardcore and metal and, uh, and I, you know, back then I was all about the underground scene. So yeah. there was a band actually from 
not far from Sacramento uh, called Fall Silent. I used to be big into and uh, coalesce like all these um, uh, different bands, you know, uh, Cannibal Corpse. Uh, there's so many, but and then when we started doing like the uh, changing of times, I you know, I listened to like I've always listened to all kinds of music. So um, there was a band from Canada called Grade which I liked a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, at the drive-in. And, um, yeah. I even was big in, like, Our Lady Peace back then. And Ciro's <laughs> and uh, Tori Amos was, like, actually my favorite for, like, that's kind of where I get a lot of inspiration for how I write lyrics. But, uh, yeah, we just listen to, like, everything, you know. Uh Highball, you know. Uh, <laughs> Man, I remember when I was like sixteen. Thursday uh, would come out around then, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was like sixteen, I used to download all my music from the Pirate Bay. I would buy the CDs, but the Pirate Bay—I don't remember this. There was this one username, and he would have like every album, like even like underground stuff. Like it was nuts. So I would go buy the CDs that I could find, and then I would just download everything else from this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I got my hands on Active Depression and Cries of the Past, and I thought I was, like, the coolest kid in high school. That's <laughs> awesome. Everybody was jamming like they're only chasing safety, and I was like, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way, way different. Um, oh, I was – Sepulter was a huge influence on – Sepulter was great. Yeah. Yeah, like growing up, um, but yeah, yeah, it was, um, and I've always like now I listen to like all kinds of the most different music from you know what I play, uh, but um, yeah, I, I think it's great to take influences from all different styles of um, I've always been big in electronic music and stuff like that but uh yeah that's awesome um uh and i think when we were starting out i don't know if there was many bands that were had the keyboards with the screaming singing i think from autumn ashes was doing some screaming singing around the same time uh yeah i don't think yeah i don't think anybody was yeah, like what you guys were doing, I think like Horse the Band like got close like by like 2003, but you guys were doing it like 99, like yeah. 2000. Not yeah. many people yeah. caught up to that keyboard screamo thing for like a couple of years. Like I think you guys are the reason why Nintendo Core exists. Like, <laughs> well, like so many like things I think came out of the using, using the keyboards like Crabcore and stuff like that. I feel like that was also an offshoot of that too. Yep. Metalcore owns yeah. like, everything. Like the, the little boom that Metalcore had from like 2008 to 2000, like 12, 13, like they owe everything to Underoath. Because if they didn't get to that next level and that next level and the foundation that Dallas laid, like I don't think Metalcore would have been as digested as it was like heavily in that time. And it's funny, it's because like, you know, uh, I was like, you know, and all these other, you know, it's not something that I'd be like, you know, they'd be like, we're your big influence. I'm like, man, gosh, what did I help start? Oh, my gosh. You know, like, 
not you know some of the rougher bands or whatever that were like you know like really going uh out there with the uh keys and the screaming and it's funny you know like um that was just that style you know like um every florida kid i know you know like wore girls jeans like uh tight you know i don't know it was just like this thing that was happening and which is pretty funny it's like sometimes i look back and i'm like man i probably should have had my ass kicked so much i mean i wore makeup i was wearing makeup for a while like uh and like youth medium t-shirts and like girl i don't know what i was you know it was just kind of like we didn't know what we were doing but we were doing it and then uh just trying to i think that's with everybody you try to find yourself you know and uh and we were playing music while we were trying to find ourselves as people. So, yeah, it's it's crazy to 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 you know see yeah you your life grow and mature through having it kind of yeah. been put on you know on albums, and it's so that is kind of crazy to look back and go, oh dang, you know. <laughs> I mean, looking back on it, like the fashion aspect of the scene, like I feel like was kind of like the lures of it because it kind of was like you guys were teenagers when you started that. And that's like a time when you're trying to discover who you are and you guys are crafting this music scene that's kind of like gaining traction in front of your eyes. And it's kind of like this is ours. We need to figure out how to make it as ours as possible. So let's all just like make ourselves look how we want to feel, like how our music makes us feel. And I mean, like I was heavy into wearing skinny jeans, dyeing my hair and just like wearing all the bright colored shirts and like painting my nails, wearing the sunglasses because it's like it got attention. And it was like it was hard to try to like be noticed in high school levels and at shows and just like be accepted. And there was a whole scene of people that was like, I like to look like a peacock, too. Yeah. <laughs> There was a clothing company for a while called Fashion Core. I think it was out of Long Island. Yeah, I remember them. I had some shirts by uh, them. Yeah, it was fun. It was just a ball. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of like Long Island kids and like Florida kids. Uh, The Florida, it was like the craziest kids, I think. Um, Out of like just nuts, mentally not right in Florida. Dudes, no, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it was um, it was it was crazy, uh, kind of all going through in the music scene, such a small scene, which you, you know, so it's like I remember we did our second record, uh, Cries of the Past, we stayed with Chris Caraba, that was in further at the time and was just starting a band called Dashboard Confessional, and we stayed with them part of the time and then we stayed with our friend Ryan from Poison the Well and they were kind of getting so it was just like such a small um everyone was kind of just doing it at the same time and it's awesome how how um how many awesome bands came out of you know uh just you know just sprouted at the same time as as we were so that's that's really cool to me and, and and really awesome that you know i got to be a part of um seeing a lot of my friends go on and do great things 
That's beautiful, man. Just to that, that's a good mindset to have because just like how long you've been in there and how many stories I've heard of dudes that are like either like bitter or jealous and they hate seeing people succeed or there's just like there definitely are people out there with an ego and a chip on their shoulder that think that they deserve more than they should probably be getting because they're just not working us off as much. But to see like that humble, like wholesome, like look at it, like it's good to know that there's people like you in the scene that have that mentality. And don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I struggle with that a little bit, like everyone does. But I remember, like, when um, I did remember was first starting out, you know, and I'm from Ocala, and I used to, I used to book, I think I booked the very first like, kind of hardcore shows or whatever, and they would come to the shows and all that, you know, and it's like, and so when they first started out, we were just like, you know, I was excited for them, like great friends, but I never thought they would go as huge as they did get and so you know at first it was like whoa you know like and it's like we're working like they just sprouted quick um but i you know uh i think for a second there i was a little like uh not even jealous but a little uh taken back at the, you know have the young kids how they how fast they did and well and you know Ocala from being nowhere, you know, um, having them come and then, you know, my buddies in wage war that are doing awesome right now. It's just really cool. And so, uh, but I think we all go through that at times, you know, where you see someone kind of like, even when I used to skateboard, uh, and then I'd be at a park and there'd be like a six year old fly by me doing some trick I couldn't even do. And would be like, man, that sucks. Come on. You know, like, but then you get over that quick and you go, okay, you know, I'm happy for, uh, but yeah, there are people that don't ever get over that and they just stay bitter. But I think every human at, at times, you know, it's really like, man, how are they, how, how they make it, you know, or whatever. And, and, uh, and, you know, we go through that, but, you know, uh, I've always, you know, found, to just see how how did they make it and then realize and be so excited and happy for for you know um any bands that i have or or people that i know that have you know with anything but um yeah the i'm so happy for the the day rumor guys they worked their butts off for their like the best best guys they deserve every bit they've got and uh yeah, it's cool. Cal is like a little town that kind of sprouted all this. Uh, I actually uh, saw them not too long ago, and I can say that they definitely absolutely killed it. So I saw yeah, them. They, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do amazing. I mean, they really, they, they, they're amazing. They do uh, a great show, and uh, and they're all about you know support you know being thankful for what they came up with which was really cool uh they've uh yeah they're really uh, good dudes and they've uh yeah they've never gotten to where they're like we're cooler than this you know they've always paid respects to um their roots and you know that's on me like there's bands that never really got huge out of st pete but to me they're still like huge you know because they are what inspired me and so like, i guess still like not get 
nervous, but I still am like, man, thank you so much. You kind of helped, you know, you, you, you inspired me, you know, um, to want to do music. So yeah, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's a, that's a normal feeling though, you know, uh, especially when you're, you're putting all your work and your passion into something and then, you know, you see somebody else rising. I think that's kind of like a, just a, a normal human feeling, you know, you just, you got to kind of push past it. And then, like you said, you get excited for them after, you know, instead of just sitting and dwelling on it, you, you just push past exactly. it. Exactly. You know, you get excited for them after that, you know, but it's it's not about, you know, because it's not like they weren't working just as hard as you, but yeah. you see how hard you're working, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and, and that is a natural human thing. If it's no matter what it is, you know, where I've like seen someone that I didn't think was ever going to do it as music or um act or whatever and then you see him take off and it's like how the heck did that happen you know like uh but then a lot of times like some of the people that you see that just take off um and they will get huge and they burn out fast now those kind of instances are different because those people are just like trying to seek attention and i think you know being like gosh you know seeing through their uh their gimmick of wanting to have their 15 minutes of fame you know that's i think that's okay for people to you know yeah i wouldn't say it out loud but you know there's been that i'm like man that band is just trying to be a gimmick and yeah they'll come and they go fast and uh yeah i don't i wouldn't never screaming from a, a microphone or a thing like that but yeah it is it is weird sometimes when you see even people like to see anything that are that you think that would never make it and like i mean there's even i have like a friend that kind of um uh got into acting but somehow they're a millionaire and they pay for everything to make them who they are. And I'm like, are you, how is like, how are they, (laughs) how are people even like, it's that cringy. And then, uh, but they've kept with it and they hired the best of the best. And, uh, and they're doing it now. I'm I'm proud for them, you know, Uh, but it was like, you know, it was like, someone that had made millions and then said I'm going to do a band and uh, and I'm going to make it the most weirdest obnoxious thing but then they finally found like huge producers that get with yeah. them and, and now they're doing good so like my one buddy you know, at first I didn't get him at all and he's an older guy but I uh, stuck with it now he's like doing great uh, but yeah, at first I was like, "How in the heck?" You know. <laughs> see, I think that's a weird thing too. It's like people don't. Are you see friends the... with? Are you friends with Guar? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I have friends that are with them, but I'm, I don't, I don't know those guys that well. I've, I've seen them play with one of my friends, and the Butcher Babies were playing with them, but I don't yeah. know any of those guys personally. 
Yeah. Is that people don't see the the background work, you know, they don't see the the you know, fifteen, ten, fifteen years that they put in before that. They just see the famous person, you know, like, oh, this person is here now, you know. But like you said, yeah. that man he's been putting in work for, you know, he just stuck with it, found his niche audience, been putting in work for a long time, you know. And that's and with the internet, like nowadays. It's easy, like internet's like wildfire. Well, where where there will be these people that are horrible, and especially a lot of like young rappers that are just like not good. And then next thing you know, they're the biggest that in you know scratch your head going, how is this as big as it is? Like probably their personality too and like how they yeah that has a able to sure. like how they're able to you know market it and stuff yeah fake it till you make yeah. it and that is a real that is actually a real thing i've never been able yeah. to do it but i've known many of people that i have where you just if you make people think you're big enough and you're kind of you know um being okay with being infamous instead of being famous and you know i mean talking about that yeah it kind of reminds me of a situation and you don't have to talk about it because i know it was something in the early myspace scene days that i kind of like happened upon because i'm such a big from first to last fan but like i'm talking about like the new tragic and how you had kind of like a situation where you asked yourself to be kind of omitted from it do you yeah, recall that, that? Like those are like, oh yeah, the um, yeah, that's like some of my like long friends. Uh, I love um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Filthy Phil, Phil, gorgeous. Yeah, like, he's from Oklahoma and forever. Um, but I was like uh, doing Maylene, and then um, he was like, you know, I'm doing this band, you want. And I, he's like, you want to be in the music video? I was like, oh, sure, you know. And I faked it like I, I didn't even play any of the songs, didn't do vocals or anything. And then uh, it was weird because, like, at the time, like, Lou Pearlman, who, like, you know, did Backstreet Boys and Sync, Britney Spears, they were kind of looking for, like, a hardcore boy band kind of thing, something weird. At least I heard. Um and I think Phil was, they were trying to, I don't know, but um, yeah, I was a, off the, I was, I was on tour and they're like, can you be in this video? And I thought I was going to be making fun of like rock stars. And then the video comes out and it makes it look like rock stars. And I remember uh, my ex-wife were like crying her eyes, like, why did you make this video? I was like, it was supposed to be a joke. I had no idea that this is gonna and then you know my label was like we hear that you're quitting Maylene and doing this and I'm like no no I'm not uh, this was just helping being there for my friend but uh, I haven't I haven't talked to Phil in a while but Milo, I grew up with that dude it's a loving guy yeah I hope he's doing well but yeah gosh, I've known him since we were 16 hell yeah dude like i recall that because like i mean the from first to last cult community like way back then it was a very i don't know a lot of people like to talk and that's probably something that kind of bled over to your um, the mailing side of things you know people like to talk about sunny people like to talk about phil i mean 
from first to last, we're a bunch of young, young dudes. So, I mean, in gossip, I think that kind of goes with the younger crowd, you know, and I, I like the music that the new tragic made. I think it was really dope. I think Phil Reardon, like, you know, he's a little bit underappreciated as a, from first to last, like a former from first to last vocalist, you know? And it's funny because he's the tour manager, Orange kind of go on tour with this. And when we took my Kim Karumits out, like when we left the tour, they were going out with the used or I think mm-hmm. something. And he stayed with them. Uh, and so, yeah, it was just like, we were all like, kind of like tight tight uh knit um but yeah it's it's a it's a small world um yeah and then i remember sunny joined and then uh maylene's crew went from us to they were uh worked first like it was weird like um from us to working for skrillex so and, and uh and so, yeah, it's a small world. And my uh-huh. buddy RH like went and worked with him forever in music videos with, with Sonny. And it's I'm I'm happy how how well that you know how well he's done. Uh, Sonny yeah. he's really gosh he kind of yeah he kind of yeah sorry go ahead. I'm just saying I'm proud. I mean, he he worked his butt off and he started something that was like his own thing that people were just trying to figure out what he was doing and he's oh. yeah he kind of set the bar real high real high for post-hardcore guys you know what i mean like you guys yeah. can achieve anything because i know like you and uh skylar croom from he is legend have definitely dabbled with hollywood and such yeah yeah it's yeah i've known skylar too from for, for he Legend. Gosh. yeah yeah, I'm known, the, I, I, I mean, I don't want to. They were just starting out, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to spoil nothing, but we might have a a, a friend of yours on here soon. From he is oh, I've heard. So I've heard is the rumor is that uh, a certain uh, sky uh, or uh, maybe on the show. I, he said he had to wait. <laughs> If so, Thomas said hello. Yeah, he's a good he's a good dude. He filled in for me when I was going through yep. divorce. And, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's a but he's a, yeah, he's a good dude. I've known those guys for gosh. Yeah. Ever. It's funny because it's like we all kind of came up. Uh it's a small world. Uh and even from entertainment, from and all of it, you know, from music to even film it gets a lot smaller the more you do it it's yeah it's crazy i i don't doubt that for a second man like just the fact that you guys have like similar backgrounds you have a similar interest in hollywood and film and stuff like i mean you've been i mean you were in joe dirt too dude that's your lucky louie <laughs> so that was hilarious though. um i when i started acting like i I didn't want to be associated with anything to do with music. I wanted to work my way up, just not being, you know, at first, you know, we had did a couple um, cameos, which the movies, I don't think everything came out. But um, then I was like, you know, I'm going to try this. And, and I'd been asked to 
do some stuff. And so, yeah, I, uh, I was on tour actually, and I had auditioned for it before I left for tour. And then my agent called me and was like, you got a role. And then I was like, I'm on tour. I can't do it, you know? Um, and then we were going up through Canada. And then when I got back down the West coast, they called me again. They're like, you got another role and you need to do this. Like, so I left tour, flew out. To, I mean, I caught a wreck that day. I flew out. I mean, they could like, when I find, I found out, flew out that day, stayed up all night, drove to set, did my stuff. And then, uh, flew out the um next day to back on tour it was uh, it was crazy it was just and that i liked that's kind of how my life's always kind of been it was just like where stuff happens so fast and you're like whoa that all just happened within that small time frame so um but yeah well, I, uh, you I got like a couple the, uh, yeah working your your ass off and 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 earning it without having someone give it you know to you yeah and i think you've busted your ass with the best of them bro i mean i don't think we've had a guest on the show that has had their music featured on world wrestling entertainment because you had the you were uh you had the entrance theme for uh jarrah's show big show yeah. and Chris crank the walls down dude that shit was tight i love yeah, that the, yeah the WWE, they were they were they were good to us. We uh, they used us on a movie they did, um, one of our songs, and they used us in one of their games. Uh, and then we did that that song. And so yeah, those they were are good good people. Um, yeah, that, that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> doing that. Hell yeah, dude! Like, are you a big wrestling fan yourself? I used, I mean, I was never like crazy diehard. I mean, I like wrestling. Yes, I, I am, but I'm not like crazy, but I've always loved wrestling. And I yeah. even had friends that did like, um, you know, extreme wrestling. Uh, like, I used to be like, I love like the Necro Butcher back in the day. So Hell like, yeah, dude. Uh, and I've had friends that have done that. Like, you know, when I was in Alabama, they would do it. But, uh, yeah, shout out know, Necro. Yeah, shout out Necro Butcher. He was in The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Like, yes, yeah, he was. That yeah. movie is amazing. And, I love uh, that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I was like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I thought it was the coolest Hell yeah. Guy. Oh! <laughs> Rowdy Rodney Piper, you know. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I was a big fan of like that era. You got like your Razor Ramones, your Ted DiBiase's. Uh... So, yeah, I did love wrestling. Um, uh, and it's really cool now, like, um, you know, uh, Andy from Every Time I Die, and mm -hmm. doing it, doing a lot of that's AEW, yeah, The Butcher and the Blade, man. Like, that's uh, and CM Punk just came out to AFI very recently. I think pro wrestling and has embraced like core, post hardcore, hardcore, metalcore, like, they've embraced that better than anybody. Like, a lot of bands over the last 20 years, like, see through or drowning pool or like mailing you know you guys got a little i think story of the year too uh, i mean a lot of you guys got like a little breath of life because the wwe machine never stops that music is it, on forever. 
I mean, isn't like PBR's whole thing like half wrestling, half hardcore shows now? Yeah, it yeah. it sounds. It does. Yeah. That's my okay. ACES tour here. Like we toured those guys. Great. That was that was a fun tour. Those are good dudes. Hell yeah, dude. Like uh their second album in the wake of determination that definitely fit. Like I think they toured with He's Legend too. Like it had a little bit of a Pantera vibe to it. So I definitely like their second album definitely melded well with those sets that you guys all did like in the south. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hell yeah dude. so um I've kind of hogged you. Do Cash, uh, August, do you guys have questions for the homie? Like, we always want to ask him. I, I feel like I'm uh, asking all the good, juicy ones. I'm sure you guys got one. I mean, I got one, but if Cash has one, he can go first. Uh, why don't you go? I was just going to get back to the timeline, is what I was probably uh, playing on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I think one of the, the main questions I want to ask you was about. Uh, your vocal transition from Under Oath to Maylene. Uh, if you listen to the last song on uh, the the last Under Oath album that you were a part of, and then the first song on Maylene, it's a completely different style. Like, yeah, yeah. How, how hard huh. what, did you have to work on that voice for Maylene, or was that just like your natural voice, or? I don't even know. I just know um, when I was doing Under Oath, like, I was kind of, like, being something, like, you know, I was stepping out of, I was trying to lose my accent, you know, and people think, but Central Florida is, like, pretty country, like, my parents' accents are worse than anyone from Alabama, but, um, (laughs) so, um, when Under Oath ended, uh, yeah, I just, we just started talking about doing music and that just kind of came out. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I knew I didn't want to do a band that sounded like Under Oath because that's just, that's who I am. I never want to do the same thing twice. Um, Yeah, that's that's definitely probably one of the most insane vocal transitions in the post-hardcore song. (laughs) I always, I always try to just do something completely different because i want to work towards it you know like i like the, the struggle i guess um um you know rather than just trying to sound exactly like that and hop on that bandwagon and so it's just when we were messing around you know uh we were like you know i was thinking i grew up you know on country music and classic you know well not much as classic but country music a lot and that's all i listened to as a kid my parents and um and the other guys are growing up like on like classic rock southern rock and you know marshall tucker band and stuff like that too but all the old country george jones Waylon jennings Willie nelson johnny cash chris christopherson so um yeah we're like let's just try to take influences from you know because when i was an undergrowth i was like i wanted to ditch everything from my childhood scenes. and then i got a little older and i was like man i really love that stuff oh john anderson i was wearing a t-shirt day that was a big he's from florida and that was a huge influence on me as a kid so when i got older and i started embracing the music i grew up on that kind of just came out 
I, I don't know. It wasn't really <laughs> a thought. It just kind of happened. I think at first we didn't take ourselves seriously because uh, we didn't think anything would happen with it. And then it just kind of started taking off. And, and uh, yeah, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was cool for us. And it's, yeah, it's, they're from under up to mainly completely different. And, yeah. Um, and it's kind of to look back now, it's like under oath was kind of out from the bunch, you know, like doing their own little thing. And I think Maylene was also another band that was kind of out from the bunch doing their own little thing. And I think that's that's really cool to me, you know. Like, uh, I, I love when people, no matter what it is, they just want to do whatever this crazy as it is i i love <laughs> stuff like that when you hear someone that's just doing their thing you know and it's like you could tell it's like those guys aren't trying to be like anybody they're just themselves even stuff that's not good i still have respect for it when someone's just pushing their their art um and kind of yeah uh making their own style or whatever yeah no that's that's really cool I like the uh the idea of embracing your roots kind of reminds me of something i've been thinking about uh playing for this interview was um there's this podcast i used to listen to called the shutdown full cast and if i didn't listen to that podcast this podcast certainly would not exist honestly because it, it's like weird that it influenced me like that but i guess they're you know southern people from like tennessee georgia and florida and their whole thing is kind of like embracing like your roots and stuff like that and i like i'm from texas i guess and like I, for a long time i was like yeah, you know what i don't i don't really care i don't really want to necessarily be that into that or whatever i was like i gotta get out of here or whatever but then like it's kind of like you can you're allowed to like embrace your roots and stuff like that. And I guess the other thing about that podcast, the shutdown full cast was I discovered one of their hosts, Jason Kirk. He has been a really big under us fan his whole life. He grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta on tooth and nail. And so I guess it's kind of weird, this weird full circle thing. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, Norman Jane, you know, started out of Atlanta. Well, they used to be called Ludacris before they were Norman Jane and not the rapper, but that was the original. Uh, yeah, he used to have so, yeah. albums. <laughs> yeah, so all those, yeah, all those guys, uh, we all kind of were doing it at the same time. Um, and then there was bands, you know, like Living Sacrifice or Zayo that were ahead, you know, of us. And then uh, are you know goes on coalesce you know um, mm-hmm. overcast uh, uh, I mean I can't there's tons of bands um, but uh, yeah it's it's um, I think the wave the wave that we kind of all came up on I, I'm really happy to to come up with that. Um, and undrowth, and then when Maylene started, you know, it was like we were coming up at the same time as like Paramore, so we were all like 
friends like getting you know and they went on to be huge i was so proud of them but it was like it was kind of cool like with each different vein of coming up with each other you know but underoath also came up with well i think they were at a paramore but paramore was coming up with under yeah but it was it's just cool to uh yeah see all the bands in the same kind of scene like even Amberlin from florida you know yeah and it was, they used to be in a band called saga 24 7 and 17 years old we're playing shows together and <laughs> so yeah uh and i had uh, ahead of us was like shia lude um and strong arm which went to be for the scenes forever but that was like for me in florida that was like stuff that i was really influenced by um and there was a band from tampa i spent so many years but they were called a mega man and a band called reversal man and there's always like a band called failsafe like all these hardcore bands that kind of like paved the way in a metal band called yeti which i was huge into from tampa and so uh, bank overcome which turned into band sleep mother's side but it's, it's just cool like that's kind of helped pave the way to um to then what we did and it's cool how you know you'll see bands you'll start with and it'll just spawn off and you'll kind of all be grow it's like you're growing up together you know mm-hmm. yeah i can see that um I guess one other thing I want to ask you before I guess we get into straight into Maylene before we leave Under Earth was there was this video going around Twitter about it maybe about a year or two ago and it was the introduction to an Under Earth show and y'all were playing um, the Terminator theme song at the beginning. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> I, would not be, I would not be surprised. Um I think it's from yeah. 2002 or something like that. So that was. I think, you know, what's probably funny is at the time, either. No, I, yeah, I do remember that. I think, yeah, Chris wanted to play that. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, that's when, you know, I think he had a rolling keyboard or a chord, but, you know, using the. Uh, sound effects on them or whatever like uh-huh. I, remember, I remember one time we were doing a demo and uh, he had a keyboard part on it and then we went back and listened to it and it was like the theme song to Jurassic Park I'm like oh we can't use that it's gonna <laughs> it was close it wasn't exactly but it was a, a demo so but uh, yeah I think we were all kind of figuring out what we were what we were trying to do and I I actually, for a few shows, I play keyboards and sing. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And Chris went to school with me. He was like ninth grade. I was a senior. And he would just always come and hang out. And like one day he was like, is this what you're doing? And he figured it out. And I was like, yeah, if you want the job, you got it. And like now he's went on to to do awesome. And it's funny because me and Chris now work with each other on films and stuff uh, so it's it's cool. Like he he stuck with it, and he uh, he's, he's he does well for all that he's figured out with them. 
he's in the, he has he's into so many crazy gadgets. So every time I see something, it's like some kind of weird thing that uh move your hand and it does something. Or I I love how uh he's always trying to find the newest toy that does the the craziest stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we well, I throw... gotta go back in here. <laughs> well, I mean, I was gonna say, August, do you want to take the next one or? Oh man, you got it. Crank All right. Hey. Well, I mean, I guess we started talking about the formation of Maylene. I guess, uh, I guess, like how, where, how did we, how did you get this uh, team together? I had moved to Alabama, kind of like. When I left under oath, it was so, you know, I had gone to a, uh, a different relationship or a weird relationship. And then um, that's kind of one of the reasons I was either, you know, under oath, like pick that or pick the, the girl. And so I picked the girl and I moved to Alabama. And, um, you know, I was never even had a real girlfriend before. I was shy or probably whatever. But, um, so when I moved to Alabama, I didn't think I'd ever do music, and I played keyboards for a band for two shows, and I was like, I ain't doing this. And then um, I think even, if I remember right, my buddy Josh Goggett was like, hey, you should move to Atlanta. I'm starting a band. We can maybe have keyboards in it, and he was going to sing, and it ended up being the Chariot. I think it was, we just maybe wasn't talking or whatever. Um, but then I played bass for a band on a tour, and then um, just some dudes I know that I were in a band. I I would go to shows. They were their band had broke up, and they were looking for a singer, and so they're like, "You want to just come by and just hang out?" And so I went there, and we just started messing. Yeah, uh, that's how we started it out. Maylene and it kind of uh, it, it it kind of progressed pretty quick like um, we had a lot of friends that were like not into the heavy music just, just these crazy country dudes and so we just kind of had like a, a pack that would hang out with us and shows started getting bigger and kind of progressed quick and we um yeah it, it, it started moving pretty fast for, for Maylene and we weren't even taking them that serious uh, first we used to like, used to like drink a gallon jug of sweet tea when we play and I'd throw brute aftershave on the crowd dumb stuff whatever and, uh, <laughs> and then yeah it just uh, started moving and then yeah uh, we uh, I don't know even how we get started. I think a band that we knew heard, heard our demo and they let a label here and they're like signed us and then right after that we did a record our first record and then um ferret came along and kind of went from there and signed the ferret and then ferret got bought up by warner brothers and did that whole thing and yeah it was uh yeah mailing was cool because it was like um we didn't take it super serious at first and it 
kind of got serious. And so, you know, we started being serious with it, but we were just having fun. And, uh, and it kind of just took off quicker than I think we thought. And we were still, you know, never took it crazy serious. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was never, um, trying to, uh, yeah, we were just being ourselves and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun and I love all those guys, uh, you know, like I say, when a band starts getting serious, you know, some guys are like, well, you know, I, I want to settle down or whatever. And I'm, I support that. And those, and I'm so happy for those guys. Like they're doing the old guys. I mean, like they're all doing so amazing and such great guys and have really done well, like really well with them. They're, you know, it's like me, I'm still chasing the, the dream and those guys are like uh, living, you know, doing really well, really, really well, uh, some of them. So it's cool. I'm, I'm proud of them. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm one of those people who believe everything happens for a reason. I'm always in the right place at the right time. So uh, I'm happy for where those guys have gone and I'm, you know, happy for where I'm at, you know, I think I'd rather live my life, you know, thinking, you know, I always tried then ever having a, I wonder what if I would have done this or what if I would have stuck with it. Uh, I'd rather die broke and knowing that I didn't give up on any dream than, and I'm not saying those guys have, because that, that was their dreams or whatever they're chasing now but you know for me I uh that's just kind of my personality and a, and a lot of uh my close friends are the same kind of way so it's it's cool to have people that think the same as me a lot of Florida guys are like that I guess we're a little different um it's like I call lifers because a lot of dudes on from Florida like if they're not playing in bands, they're working, doing something for bands still. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like we're never, never gave, never left the uh, the music scene. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of stuff always happening like all around the music scene that a lot of people don't even realize. And so it, it's very necessary that the stuff gets done too, so. Yeah, and a lot of guys like um, you know, will go on and like take for bigger bands or you know, or drive buses. You know, some of our guys have went on to work for huge and are working for the you know, huge, huge acts. Uh, and so it's that's still awesome to see. You know, um, my friends, you know, like, still doing it and working for the biggest acts in, in the industry you know and I'm like so I it's cool I think something with Florida I think it really sticks out I think with Florida guys with me is like they don't ever give up it kind of just always sticks with them like the people I knew in the music scene when I was young they're still in it and they're doing something if they're not working for a band they're playing music and it's uh 
it's cool because it's like we all never uh never grew up normal i guess or whatever yeah yeah it's a whole different thing i mean that's kind of like i guess while we're kind of still doing this i guess versus some of the other earlier guys we had we just wanted to do it i guess right yeah, I keep, you know, if you believe in something, keep chasing it and don't give up until the wheels fall off and that doesn't work out. Keep throwing it. That's keep throwing the wall to some sticks and it will eventually. Yeah. And it might not stick as big as you had in your brain, but it, it'll stick and, you know, and it'll, you, you keep working at your, your dreams hard enough and, and they'll happen. If you're if you're determined enough, they won't always happen. Yeah, I and one way or the other, yeah. Exactly. Okay. I, I think the one way and the other part is very important too. But you know, it's I I, I totally agree with that. You just got to keep working, and maybe the dream you thought was your dream might not be exactly the dream. <laughs> I was just gonna say that exactly is like what we might think is our dream that we want to do might be a stepping stone for whatever it turns into, you know, like um, chasing your dream, but keeping your eye mind open and your, and your eyes, you know, and be open to things because something that you might think is what you were supposed to do. It might end up being something completely different, you know, and uh, and I I think that's cool. Uh, but you have to have that mentality of not giving up, you know. Um, so yeah, that was cool that you said that because yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that podcast I ran, man, and then I met y'all, and when y'all put out that y'all were needing help, man, I was like, I was like, oh man, this is awesome because I really didn't want to stop my podcast, but I was just one guy doing literally everything. I was doing the marketing, I was doing that. Oh, it's you, that's you a lot. Ask, social media. You could, you know, I guess you could probably ask Cash. I vouched for you a lot. Yeah. That's oh awesome, yeah. Man. I really appreciate like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta other- get this guy. Yeah, exactly. But the other thing is that, like, the people we brought in were, you know, not like that, not better, but like they were people who, like, you know, they wanted to do it and they like were down to do stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the wheels all wanted when it they came in with a different mentality, I guess, from like the original people. Yeah. And so it kind of it kind of helps. I feel like with the past that we had, I feel like. um a good analogy to it is all the wheels were spinning, but not all of them were spinning in the same direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, I, it's just, and I, I, we wanted, I think after we went on a break, we came back, we wanted to be serious and we like took people in and we were like this, we're trying to do this for real this time around. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. We went from yeah. hobby to like taking it like super serial exactly yeah, sure. yeah. and like and I guess that's... yeah the having that, help is, is a big thing <laughs> and the people that don't take it as serious will fall away from it or the people that have to like, be like I have to 
get more grown up in a different way. Not saying, you know, then yeah. they'll go on and the people that want to do it will stay. And uh, yeah, it always works out like um, even people with got um, different priorities. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the, the lineup um, that, you know, I, I have with my friend, you know, I was doing mainly and it's like, my best friends and to me um the most i look up to them as musicians it's like oh my gosh you know i'm in a band now with these guys you know and it's uh and so it's really cool you know we're like uh um and i think it always it all molds to work out perfectly you know or you know now the guys that i'm you know i'm playing with even though old guys are awesome, but now the guys I'm playing with are like, it's like we like, you know, um, they really know what they're doing. And I'm like the, uh, the uh, odd man out. Like they're, they're real musicians. And I'm like, all right, I'm trying to catch on. No, I'm kidding. But uh, they are, yeah. Uh, classically trained and machines. And so it's, it's cool to have, um, to have like-minded people um and that that when that should happen you know like the guys that were doing the podcast or whatever they'll maybe they've moved on or people that were helping you but then people come in that are like-minded that inspire mm-hmm. you and you inspire them and you kind of like fires under each other ass asses and that's yeah. what makes great things happen is you kind of push each other yeah i mean one thing I think I, I always hope for people like because like, you know, sometimes opportunities come to an end and like some people look at it as a door closing kind of situation. I always try to tell people like, hey, man, if a door closes in front of you, like use that as like inspiration and fuel to kick the next door open and like kick ass at it. You know what I mean? Like, I hope everybody like if something doesn't work out for you or you gun for something and it just doesn't like go the way you want. Like just try harder next time and like kick ass. Cause like, I, I mean, I'm in a new band now and I feel like, and you know, I have a lot to prove and kind of just like, you know, it's time for me to like put my mark on something and not let like my past define me and kind of make my own thing and keep it current, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it'll, you know, like how you say if one door closed, like it'll, if you, I always say for people, like, I call them truth seekers, like, you know, people that are really negative and down people, I don't know what happens for them, but I think people that are searching for the truth and wanting to be the best humans they can be and are wanting to see things in the world change or get their voice out, I think they always are in the right place at the right time and the right doors open and having patience because a lot of doors will close, but that's just preparing for where I'm, I'm out there where I even think, you know, my accident was a blessing because before my accident, I was a really down person because I didn't think if I would have done that or if, I should, if this would have happened, I would have made, and my accident has completely changed my way of thinking now where I'm like, it's that was supposed to happen because this is supposed to open the next chapter in my life, which is where where most people would be like, 
oh, bullshit. I would never want to. I would try to brain injury and lose my lung damage and chronic pain and brain fog. But it's made me into who I am. And a lot of times our biggest downfalls, a lot of times, will turn out to be our biggest um, missions or things we do in life, you know, sometimes or you know like where you see people like that were like major drug addicts or something and they get sober and then they go on to helping people you know get off of drugs or anything like that you know i think it's like um we find our calling if we're open to it uh and and it'll find us you know um you just gotta keep trying and 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 the right doors will open, and the and the and the doors that need to be closed will close. From relationships to business to dreams to whatever, I, I'm a I'm big I'm a big believer in that. And uh, yeah. I always think it's important to be opportunistic too. Yeah, see things as opportunities when maybe. Yeah. Other people- <laughs> They always say seize the day, but I also tell people seize the night, man. Seize when you're up. When you're up, seize oh, that yeah. chance. You know, like you can't wait while you're asleep. Like sometimes those opportunities, some people are only up in the middle of the night. Like some people have insomnia. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people like that, but if you like any of the people that you probably look up to, like, you know, that you think are like, oh my gosh, those people are really doing it. They barely sleep, you know, like people like you know, Elon Musk or any, like, you know, any great people, they just work nonstop and, and they're chasing their dreams, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. Encourages me to kick my ass to keep pushing <laughs> hard. Uh, when I see any individual, it doesn't have to be, you know, an Elon Musk or a, so i was a i was a fly on the wall of american standards they're a band from arizona they let me do some behind the scenes stuff and i'd made mention that i was gonna have dallas taylor on the show and they were like talking about like you know what the like what a future like mailing and the sun's disaster like songs and set would sound like and some people are like kind of curious like you know uh when you guys first started out as mailing, like with one, like caution, dangerous curves ahead, that just like kicks you in the face when it turns on. Like with this new music, do you like, do you see it being more like, you know, if there is such a thing as new music on the horizon, I don't want to twist your arm to announce anything you can't announce, but with these new sets coming out, do you feel like you're looking to like vent some like pent up aggression, like rage or, express like the music that you love that you've built for all these years that's still there for all these people that are like embracing it still hey it's yeah so i don't you know if if we we will do um new music or not you know it's kind of we'll see what happens with that uh but my goal why i even wanted to start playing music again was not because I'm like, uh, you know, because like everything I do takes work. It's very hard. I mean, it was more of like, 
I survived for a reason. I don't know why. I mean, there's no reason I should be alive. So I have a story to tell. And, uh, you know, I think it's to help people know they're not alone. But my vision, I think, is I would love if if I do do uh, new music or whatever it is to try to trap emotions and feelings onto songs or into a set. So, and into set, even you know, where people come, but when they, you know, the show's over, they're kind of like going, I didn't sign up for that, I didn't know I was going to be asking myself all these kind of questions, you know, like, like, I want whatever I do, people to kind of see or feel a little bit of what I've gone through. Um, and that's uncomfortable and that's probably not going to be a, a great thing uh, but I think it's a thing that needs to be talked about and I, I'm big into that it's like I want to talk about and and address the things that we all want to hide you know our downfalls or things that we're not proud of you know I want to kind of show those things and and uh, yeah, and kind of take people on a, a, a my a little bit of my journey, them to see a little bit into what my life's been like from the past, you know, five and a half years of almost dying and being told, you know, it's like trapping that into a set or whatever it be, and uh, that's my main my main goal uh and i hope i can get that across where people will be like okay that's you know that was uh i didn't know that that's what i was going to be getting hit with you know um and uh i think that's you know people that have always inspired me are people that have did that that i've seen that are like you know the things that influence me most are artists or filmmakers or directors that have, when I'm done watching or listening to it, I'm like, kind of like chess is beating hard and kind of almost like gasping for air. Like, dang, that just brought up the goosebumps and made it hard to breathe. Like, that's kind of, I think that's why I survived my accident. And that's kind of what I want to do um, to the best of my uh, ability with whatever maybe right now we're playing furnace fest so i hope when people come to to see us at furnace fest they will leave uh getting a completely different experience than they thought they were going to get when they when the first show first starts That was awesome, dude. I really like that answer. I really, like, as a fan of your music, and and like, I mean, I'm I might not be able to make it out all that way, all the way from California to make it to Furnace Fest, but I'm definitely stoked to see. Anyone. Wait, Ryan, did you just get your car fixed? Who me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I rely on the kindliness of strangers and hitchhiking cash. Of course, I do. 
I'm just <laughs> that's a little bit far away, but I'm definitely stoked to see any video footage I can get my hands on. Because I did the same thing for the Bled last year. They they played Furnace Fest, and they were like the band I was hyped to see. Any footage I can get my hands on, and mailing for me at this year's Furnace Fest is that 100. percent And and I think you know we're just getting started, out. and it's cool because. We don't have any, we're not trying to be a, a, a big band. We're not trying to like, we, we don't have any like, I want to do this. Right? We're just doing it to do it. And it's kind of just taken, starting to take off. And I think all of our minds are in the right place where we've all been, you know, through some tough years. Um, all the guy, you know, it's like, literally that the name sons of disaster is pretty summed up with the with the the group of guys i'm i'm i uh i'm blessed to play with uh we've all kind of been through some rough times and i think uh i think people they'll get to feel that when we play you know i'm like it, it it'll hit them uh you know, like almost like you know, yeah, that feeling of like oh, and I, that's that's what I hope, and I know that that's what will happen, uh, and uh, and that happens organically. That doesn't happen. You can't do that. To, you can't uh, try to bottle that up. You just have to be yourself, and that's what that's all I'm trying to do. And I think it's all we're trying to do is. Uh, be as real and uh, even if it's uncomfortable and awkward as we can be uh to get a point across um you know but uh yeah i'm excited i'm excited for people to to see kind of what we're um, yeah, doing even you know with the, playing the furnace fest and things like that i'm stoked man I can't like I, I I'm just excited for you to be honest. Like just to hear you like hear how you explain it, how you talk about it, and just know like having been listening since like for mailing, like I caution dangerous roads ahead, like that that curves. Like that was the first song I ever heard by y'all. And like I, I revisit that song constantly because it's just like raw, like that energy you describe, just like that that feeling and emotion like it's like a like a laser beam that shoots into my ears when i like play that jam so super stoked to see you get back on that stage just 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 to see this like energy that you're t you speak of so stoically like i want to see that like come out man like i'm, I'm excited and what's crazy is like like i was I, I don't know if we had started the interview when i was saying but even for me to brush my teeth to you know, me doing this thing, everything takes like work, it's hard. And so like when people like are like, are you so excited to play Furnace Fest? And it's like, yeah, but it's it's going to be work. Like it's not gonna be like and I think that's where the emotions will get across too, because it's not gonna be like a fun experience for me because it's gonna take everything in me to do it but that's how determined I am to let people see how real my life 
my life is and how real what I face is. And, you know, yeah. that journal and going up probably be crazier than ever. And uh, oh, they're, uh, they're going to feed every, I think every member of that audience is going to feed you all the energy you're ever going to need in life, man. Like, <laughs> We've had many of people come on here saying there's no high in the world like that rush of being on the stage. And when you get a, a couple thousand people that are all bloodthirsty for the return of like the kings themselves, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, I think you're going to tap into like places you didn't even know you had places left. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, um, and so that's like, uh, I'm excited to push myself to it's going to be hard it's going to be work but um i know it's i have to do it it's like it's weird it's like something that's like i feel like i have to tell this story and this is the best way for me to tell my story of what i've gone through you know um it's it's been you know while and i've learned so much like just peace and where I should be so down you know it's like back in August I got COVID and my mom and I wasn't vaccinated because my neuro hadn't given me permission and I came close with I could I could taste death again like it was like I was pretty close I had kind of was giving people my past my family and stuff and my mom had been vaccinated with shit COPD and and I thought I'd be way more healed before anything crazy happened. And she didn't make it, you know, and it's like, she was like, I spent 98% of my time with her always in the next room. And so it's like, I've gone through some pretty crazy things that aren't. And I think it's just building a part of my story of whatever I'm supposed to tell, or even if it's just being on here or if it's someone I meet just, on this on the street or whatever you know it's like uh uh i think we all have a story to tell and it's just um being open to tell it and uh and you know like i was i said to be i think we're you know putting the we're here to impact others and to be impacted by others so yeah i'm uh i'm excited to uh to play again for that act, you know, alone is to to be impacted by people that come to see it, but to also hopefully impact people um, with uh, with uh, being there with them and sharing that time and that moment in history with them. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm stoked for that. to see that to hear it to like live it and breathe it through your like your facebook profile has been like a little window for me to like kind of like glimpse into your your journey man i've been following it for a while and i always say long live dallas taylor because i believe you do have a story to tell and you have a long life to lead and tell that story man you deserve that from all you've sacrificed all you've endured and like all the strength and power that just like that you have that is so influential and encouraging to people who want to tap into that initiative and ambition to be better. And if you can do it, I think anybody can do it. You know what I mean? 
that's that is uh, that's awesome you said that because I think that is um, a lot of people don't think they, I didn't think I could go through something like this but you know I did and now um, to go back to you know sometimes our biggest downfalls turn into our biggest missions in life you know like uh, me going through this crazy accident is has has encouraged a lot of people that I never like people that I look up to you know they'll be like you know and I don't even think I'm encouraging I'm just being myself and they're like your life has helped me so much and I'm like well dang you know your life has helped you know so it's um yeah that's that's the, the beauty of uh of this hell yeah dude I, I love to hear it it's like we're all living a movie and that's the best movie ever um, what I'm watching every day in my life but um yeah it's awesome yeah I would definitely I mean, uh, watch sure. this biopic I would watch the biopic of Dallas Taylor oh 100% <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> it'd probably so be better than Walt Hard bro <laughs> <laughs> no you've definitely been a huge influence in my life that's for sure man just I mean I went through a lot of shit most of it was self-inflicted but just there's three artists that have helped me through pretty much everything that I've ever been through in my life. It's uh you, Josh Gog, and Max Pemus, man. And uh my wife wouldn't let me name our uh, daughter Maylene, so we named her after uh <laughs> Max Pemus, one of his songs. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean just Music in general has helped me a lot, man, but you three artists have just been major, major influences in my life, man, just helping me through everything, man. And, just, uh, by just by existing. Just by existing and Yeah, I mean, I remember the last show uh, I saw you at before your accident was Trees in Dallas. And I actually yes. took a picture of you, and you had walked out into the crowd, like, on top of people, and uh, you were hanging on to the tree, and I took a picture of it, and then I think and it was like three or four up. days later. Huh? You're looking up and I'm uh, holding the tree? No, no. I was actually in the, I was in the balcony and I took it. So it's like an oh, aerial God. view. There is yeah. a picture somewhere of that. And I have it. I, I stole yeah. it from somebody. Maybe that's, I don't, yeah, but I remember. I mean, I can send that. it to you. Uh, I'll send it to you uh, uh, through the, I don't know if you can send messages on here. But uh, I remember like three or four days later y'all posted that uh, a similar picture on your uh, Facebook and the quote was uh, yes. sometimes you walk in weird places yeah I remember it's weird because I you mentioned I can remember that now to AT yeah. um, uh, playing yeah that's that's awesome yeah, yeah was, I used it, to try with that was, show, man. I would suck at it now because with one eye and depth perception, that would be a shit show. So maybe that's <laughs> something I'll try. Well, well, I, we love to injury. see. <laughs> we love to see you just having fun in a safe yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to always be a daredevil or whatever growing up, and little Jeff so Hardy. <laughs> I would try to see how far I could walk out and walk I, back without falling, and it's it was I guess. My mom put me in gymnastics for a few years when I was younger, paid off uh, 
because it's it's hard, but it's fun. But uh, yeah, a little Florida monkey out here, man, trying to climb them monkey bar. <laughs> I the monkeys, right? Hell yeah, brother! Yeah. I think um, Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon's son, he used to give people advice before they did like ladder matches or like hell in the cell matches. He would tell them to be safe but spectacular. So I think that would be my advice to you. Be safe, but spectacular, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, I hope I hope adrenaline doesn't get too crazy, right? Do something. Yeah. But I know it is it's it's gotta be almost one o'clock where you are right now, doesn't it, Dallas? I don't want to oh, yeah, keep yeah. you up all night, brother. I know it's late. It's been two hours. I mean, you're already in good company with some of the longest running interviews on here. I, I know there's a lot we could still talk about, but I don't want to keep you up all night. Like, if you want to, like, you know, wrap up, like, we are totally fine with that. Like, I feel like, because I'm sure you're tired. I'm tired. And I'm like, I'm three hours yeah. behind you. <laughs> I got to yeah. wake up. I'm a boring class in the world tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh, I got to. I, I just realized I have to do a bunch of uh, responsibility. <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> So, so yeah, but man, it's been a it's been a blast being on here and just hell yeah, dude. Talk, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, just to just to have a conversation. I think that's um something that uh yeah, even if no one listens to this or if everyone listens to this, it was good getting to talk with you guys. And uh, uh, I don't think we'll have any issue getting getting oh, yeah. any listen to this one has been a very hyped episode i've had a lot of people climb into my inbox and my dms being like when's that coming out bro is that coming out tomorrow when's that coming out <laughs> so i think we'll have some people listening to this but like hey like the demo team podcast we always welcome our guests back you're always welcome to come back here hang out with us you could talk to another guest we get you could come shoot the shit you, you can do whatever you want man you're always welcome back here yeah Absolutely. and I'd, I'd love to in a few months. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe do some surprises or whatever. And, uh, Ooh, I like surprises. Surprise exclusive. Heck yeah, it was it was great getting to to come on and uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me and hope you have a blessed rest of your week. Oh, yeah. and, uh, you too, brother. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I actually, there's one more thing I want to tell you is that I just put you on to my dad. <laughs> mainly that's awesome because he was like i he drives a lot for his job just has to go all over texas which is huge he's like yeah i I need to listen to new stuff so i was like hey you like southern rock and you like metal you should check out me hell yeah brother (laughs) that's awesome yeah yeah we used to we used to get that that was always cool like and there'd be like a 50 or 60 year old biker would come pulling up the show and we thought they'd be like well you're in there like i'm here to see me and i'm like this made my this just made my week or my year or whatever. <laughs> so that's awesome Hell yeah yeah that's the, that's the vibe i think we all want i was just at biker week so it was always cool to see like the old bikers rolling up listening to some metalcore some post-hardcore i was just like hell yeah brother we're still out here mm-hmm. hell yeah that's but, awesome heck yeah yeah, man. Like, thank you so much, Dallas. And we, I love watching your journey, man. Thank you for including us in your journey and your stories, man. We're, we will gladly promote the fuck out of this. Um, everybody follow Dallas. He's on Facebook. 
mainly in the Suns disasters on Facebook. They're on, uh, I think Dallas has an Instagram and uh, I think Maylene's on Twitter, right? Yeah, and we have an Instagram. We never use it much, but we're starting to use it a little more. Or we will be starting to use it more. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, They're going to have some neat stuff yeah. for you, like updates on Furnace Fest. Maybe maybe another show or two gets announced. Who knows? You know, we don't want to spoil nothing. We like surprises. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, thanks for everyone that, for listening to this. And, yeah, thanks again. And you guys uh, have the best night. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to come on again some sometime in the future. Oh yeah, bro. If we ever get uh, Spencer and Aaron on here, maybe we'll bring you here. We could have like a little <laughs> under O three union, little fun time. Cause I know those are still your homies been looking out for you and I know they still love you. So that like yeah, we love you. Sure. Awesome. Love you guys and uh, have a good one. And uh yeah. Take care of yourself, um, Dallas. You too. Be blessed. All right. Take it bless easy. yourself, man. Yeah, thank you. And bl- bless everybody that listened to this. <laughs> yep. Okay, God bless you guys. Have bless a good you. one. Take care, brother. All right. See you. All right. Yeah, have a good night. You too. Bye.